magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Um... I wonder how everybody's feeling and how is how are you feeling in the brain? Are your Me? Yeah. Are your How's my brain feeling? Yeah, are are you able to like <laughs> relate what you're thinking <laughs> in what? clear ways? Really? Oh, um am I able to like like have a thought about- and then relay yeah. that thought effortlessly? Uh, I think so. I think I am. I don't know. We'll see. This week, um, you know, there's been a couple days where it's not just me. Like, I've been, you know, voxing with Melissa, our friend. Um, Voxing is the, in case people don't know, it's a voice text, voice message um, communication. App? Yeah, sure. It's an app. Yeah. That's right. So you leave each other messages. And mm-hmm. both of us, there was one day in particular where it was just like, oh, my God, neither of us felt like we could speak. Mm. So I just wondered if it was that was not something. Well, there was kind of a heaviness. It may have been the Mercury retrograde energy that I was feeling before. Well, I will say that on Tuesday, uh, Uranus went direct, yeah, that was and I the felt day. that that was the day that it was extra. I liked it. Oh, you I liked, liked it. it. It was it was interesting because we were doing the uh, web chat. That's when I do the web chat with the Good Vibe Tribe. Oh, soon to be, we're changing the name to Wisdom Circle. Mm. Um, but anyway, we were doing. I was planning it, and I was like talking about Mercury and Venus being retrograde. And I was like, is it Uranus? Because, you know, I, I don't, I sort of dabble in, uh-huh. in astrology. I love it. I feel it, but I'm not an expert. I'm not like, I don't always know everything that's retrograde. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just want to check and make sure. But I think Uranus is also retrograde. And then I looked it up and it was like, it has been since August, but it's going direct right now mm-hmm. on the day, the moment that I decided wow. to look it up. And I was like, Oh, things are moving forward. Like I feel, because you know, I feel like I've been talking about that a lot. That feeling of like, oh, I yeah. just feel like I'm transforming, but I don't know what I'm transforming into, and yeah. I feel like I just have to be comfortable with this uncertainty. Yeah. And then I suddenly was like, whoa! I feel all this forward movement and direction and clarity, and I do really think it was related to that. I wonder where Uranus is in your chart. I did look it up because it did feel profound once I realized that has what was what happened. I, you it's don't in remember Scorpio, oh, it's and in it's Scorpio. in the house of what was it? Hmm. I can't remember which house it was in, but I did look it up, and I did know for a moment. <laughs> now I forgot. Well, it definitely, I think, was affecting my brain. Um. Oh yeah, you are in here. I'm just looking at the. Uh, at your astrology chart yeah it's eight degrees of scorpio uh, well and it it was retrograde in taurus that's in your 11th so, house yeah and what's 11th house again it's uh hopes and dreams and also um uh what am i trying to say uh friends Com- oh, and right. community but you're right it was in taurus which you have your chiron in taurus 
Oh, so, uh, so that was probably in addition to the Venus retrograde yes, in my first house. Yes. That like, oh, these deep, yeah, these deep, deep wounds. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, that is. I love astrology. Uh, it is amazing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, today we are going to have the creator of the Wondrous Tarot on today. Casey Zavala. Yeah. yeah. So we actually have already done that interview, if you can believe it. We did it first yeah. this time. Um. Unfortunately for Casey, my brain wasn't all the way online, but it was fine. It was great. Yeah, it was great to talk to her. Um, and... Oh, I will say one thing also just quickly related to the brain. Um, yesterday, I had some, you know, I sometimes drink decaf coffee because I think it's fun. And I can't, I don't like <laughs> coffee, really. I don't like caffeine because it makes me feel very anxious, but not anymore awake. Um, so I had some and then all of us, I was just feeling, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, because you're going to already know this, but I had accidentally had Brett's caffeinated coffee, but I didn't know oh. it. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. Why? I'm getting so much done. Like oh, it was actually, it, it worked. I came, but I also <laughs> felt so wired and like, oh. like ungrounded. Well, yeah, if you're not used to having oh my coffee, oh my even God. just one cup when you're not used to having it is really, Whoa. Like, you feel, It yeah. was intense. Like, I felt really drugged. And I had a reading to give someone a, I had a session with someone. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, whoo. Like, and so I grabbed the nearest stones I had. And thankfully, that did bring me down. I grabbed some rhodonite and jasper. I was trying to find my labradorite because that really grounds me usually, but. It worked. I felt like as I was holding them, like, yeah. But I just can't believe people are caffeinated. All like most people are. Yeah, it is a serious drug, and I am one of the people who is very addicted to it, and I do love it and appreciate it quite a bit. I am shocked. It's like to me, it might as well have been like not that different than cocaine like it oh yeah no it is yeah it isn't that different but it is though because coming down from cocaine oh, is really terrible, terrible. the worst and coffee thing. is much better with the coming down yeah i believe also you don't act as ridiculous yeah i mean you <laughs> can't really correlate better. it but in some ways it does feel like oh my god everybody is drugged all the time like i had mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. now i suddenly understand when people are like i only like coffee and five people you know like all these shirts like it'll be like coffee and it's their books. drug of choice yeah it's yeah it's a drug but you know what? I will say that a turning point for me, because I have loved coffee since I was a sophomore in high school. Mm. And, um, you know, both my parents, all my family, they just drink it all day, just all day, all day. And I, um, but since I discovered this mushroom coffee, have I told you about oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's called, um, oh, what is it called? I mean, it's mushroom coffee, but yeah. what's the brand? I don't know. I'll, t- I'll put it in the show notes, but it is the one that's for focus. It has oh, um, wow. lion's mane and chaga in it. Yeah. And since I started drinking that, it's just, it it has a more steady, it's like I drink one cup and I'm steadily focused mm. and grounded all day mm. instead of that kind of up and down. And it also feels way better on my digestion. Mm. It's just like it. I had 
a kind of a up and down relationship with coffee before I found the mushroom coffee. Mm. And now I feel like it feels like this healthy ritual mm. that is instead of feeling like, oh, now I feel headachey or I feel dehydrated. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels different now. And I, I feel better about my whole coffee. I mean, I feel like I've been acting at a deficit to everybody. Like, no wonder. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't imagine what I might get done in my life if I added that to it. I mean, I'm already pretty Yeah, when I stop, I do feel like I can't possibly write. I mean, I think I feel like writing, you need to drink coffee, but I know that's not true. But the brand, it now I know it's called Four Sigmatic. Oh, right. I've heard of that. I feel like they were on a lot of podcasts for a while. We should get them. Be like, we'll advertise for you because we just did. And then I'll get free coffee. Yeah. That'd be great. It would be a win. Let's do it. Type win situation. So <laughs> any hoosers, um, the cards, we, this is, if you're new to our show, this is the time where we talk about our week and see if the cards we picked last week parlayed into this week. In the parlance of our times. Um, <laughs> I will say that the energy report sure did work for, was very aligned this week for me, which was about uh. focusing on, instead of blame, it was actually really interesting for me because what I said last week was that when we focus on blaming the other person, we're, we're taking we're the spotlight away from what we actually need and checking in with what we need. It's a distraction. Yeah. And I noticed myself a couple of times going into blame. Then I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. What do I need right now? It was Ah. really helpful. That is so interesting because I did for the Good Vibe Tribe uh, web chat, we did an Akasha clearing. And actually, that is what came up was, I mean, it wasn't, we didn't use the word blame, Mm -hmm. but it was that energy. It was, and it was specifically actually from 2020. Yeah. From like, the ways that we, um, I mean, one of the things that came up, for example, was violent thinking, mm. which was like, I, I was thinking it was that way that as we were in the, the polarization of the ways people wanted to deal with the virus, yeah. like feeling, actually feeling violent, yeah. like kind of cutting off our connection to other people because we were so angry and scared. Yeah. You know, that's what came up to be cleared and it and I also, someone reminded me too of the freedom. We had a mastermind meeting last night and I was reminded of how freeing it feels to forgive. Mm-hmm. Like everybody for every re- reason. I mean, <laughs> to feel your feelings, but then to also remember like the letting go of blame of like, yeah, what if I just didn't, what if I wasn't at odds with people because they were different than I am? And you the know? thing, I think a good way to get there that's not spiritual bypassing is to focus on what you need instead. Because mm-hmm. that way it's like, well, sometimes you, it's hard to, I always bristle against that just because like when you've been raised by a narcissist who blames you for everything that forgiveness word can be kind of not triggering but like loaded you know Uh when you've been blamed your whole life but I do think the way to get there is because it is healthy and freeing to be able to forgive well and the times in my life when I have felt the most forgiving of others, mm-hmm. that's when I have felt the most forgiving of myself, Exactly. Too. Yeah. That's how I find it best to get there is like to go for what you need. And when you have compassion about what you need, 
in a situation, then it generally can help you feel compassion for the other person Mm -hmm. most times. Um, So what were the cards? I know. Oh, I didn't pick the wolf this week. I don't remember. No, you picked um, two cards from the Urban Crow Oracle. And they were ghosts in memory. Yes. And what was yours? And mine was Restructure the Pattern, Hydrangea from Mm. Magic of Flowers Oracle, which restructuring a pattern, that really, I felt that quite a lot. Tell me what happened. Oh, well, I don't want to go into all the details physically in my life, but definitely a lot of stuff is changing in my life. Um, But restructuring the pattern as far as uh, consciously, like noticing, oh, I feel really stressed. What if I sit here and breathe or what if I make some herbal tea or what if I send myself compassion or let go of impatience like that being aware of consciously shifting energy and because when I have been feeling stressed or impatient it is it's interesting how the idea is well then that means I have to get this done or this has to go a certain way but then when you remember to go well what if but what if instead of staying in that energy, I took a breath mm-hmm. and looked at the sky or listened to some music or mm-hmm. dance, you know, that consciously coming into the present moment mm-hmm. and changing the changing the structure, the energetic structure. Yeah, that definitely is cha- yeah, changing it. Um, I'm just remembering that I had a big realization this week that restructured the pattern around narcissism again and... Um, I saw this actually in a couple sessions with clients and then realized, like applied it to myself, which was this restructuring around how if you have a narcissistic parent, they often will project like narcissists are often very um, uh, adamant about like how they feel about something. And like, especially if it's directed about you when you're growing up, then it can feel like, oh, this is a fact. And not just that, but the whole world actually feels this way. Like you can believe that, oh, yeah, like the world doesn't like people who are fat, let's say, like or and which, you know, there is obviously a lot of fat phobia, but it's not true that every single person in the world feels that way, for instance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you have a, a parent who has is fat phobic, then it can feel like, oh, God, like everybody thinks that everyone thinks that in the family. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. that was uh, helpful for me just to be like, oh, wow, like to look at if I am getting into black and white thinking about something, it's like that is really the origin of it is how adamant my mom was about things like, well, this is just how it is. Sorry, honey. Mm-hmm. Like that's how she yeah. would talk. Like, And mm. I had that same, I forgot, but that very similar oh. restructuring because of our talk we had before the podcast last week. I don't remember. Remember where we were talking <laughs> about how I was like so sure that when people don't like or when uh, people like my books that they're wrong. Yeah. Like not that they're <laughs> lying when they compliment me, that they aren't lying, but that they're just 
incorrect. Like that we tapped into that yeah. feeling that I yeah, had. Yeah. And you're like, that's not true. You know that, right? And I was like, oh, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You really felt <laughs> so, it was true. Yeah. Yeah. But like in it and it made me kind of cry a little bit when mm-hmm. we were talking about. It. So I did actually do internal oh, family systems on that. Yeah. And I cried oh. and I tuned into it that it was my little girl, yeah. little, my inner little girl who didn't feel like like who felt like she was valued for her appearance, right. but not for her creativity. Oh, this is or... the same session. You didn't do it again. Because um, last week you said you had done it. You did that. No, this was different. Oh, did you do did it again. again. Right. <laughs> it's the same family. I'm so happy. Same family of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the same thing too. Yeah, definitely. Only, I mean, I don't believe that people are wrong if they like me, but I do feel like. Um, there is a part I'll say I have some distance from it, but it also is, it could have a lot more, like I could integrate it a lot better. Um, that feels like I have to sift through a bunch of people that really hate me to get to some bright sparks that actually resonate with me. Oh, but like right. for the most part, I'm hateable. Oh, I know it's so terrible. It's but those things are so interesting when you find those things. Yeah, because it's like, well, I, yeah, I could see. Like when you were helping me, it was like, well, that that's probably isn't true. Like it probably isn't true that people are all wrong if they like my books. Yeah. It feels true. Yeah, but I could see that that probably is not. Yeah, good. I'm glad that you can <laughs> but, see but that. But then, yeah, but then somebody emailed me a compliment oh. about my work, and I believe oh. them. So that was really great. That is really great. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, why I found inner child work to be so fucking helpful. Because the more, I mean, the fact is, like, I lived with that feeling of, oh, I'm just not likable for most of my life. Because that's Mm -hmm. how I was looked at by my mother. And so I had to reprogram that and get space from it. And now it's like, it's actually, it's healed so much. And it's only, I don't feel that way in general anymore. I'm just realizing, like, if I go into a group of people, I don't think that. I don't even think that they're really, that's not the first thing that happened. It's actually only with like, let's say Instagram, like something mass where it's like a vague people Mm -hmm. that then that Mm -hmm. part starts projecting that old stuff onto it. So it's not in, in general. Um, okay. Well, speaking of, uh, inner child healing, I will be doing my class again in March and, um, you know, it's a wonderful process. So I would love for you to join me. We learn how to build that inner parent where so we can soothe all the different parts, making friends with all the different parts of ourselves. So you can sign up for the wait list. And I'm actually right. I um, have to format it, but I came up with this little mini workbook that I'm going to give to everybody on the wait list. Um, I'm going to be sending it in a couple of weeks, but it's just like this little has a tool to work with and um it's it's fun. I've had a lot of fun making it. So you can go to highestlighthealing.com and sign up for the waitlist on there. 
I would like to mention that I have, um, I have been kind of forgetting to promote this, but I have an online pendulum course. Oh. So I did this live last year, but then I put the recording and the worksheet up on my website and you can still buy the course and take the course and learn. Mm. And so I um, work with my pendulum all the time. I use it a lot and it's super helpful for my intuition and I learned a lot of, I have learned a lot of things about the pendulum, like what it's helpful for and what it's not helpful for, when it's reliable, when it's not, how to kind of just get comfortable with it and let it be kind of an extension of your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I really, I think I offered a lot of great stuff in yeah, that workshop. I took it and I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I got a lot of good feedback from it. And probably people were not wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel wrong. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So uh, you can find that at TessWhitehurst.com and go to the shop. Um, It's one of the options at the top. And then you'll see one of another option is online workshops. But you'll find it if you just click on shop at TessWhitehurst.com. Yeah. And next week, we're once again, we're now doing this. So we're doing it every other week with a guest. And this next week is not a guest. So we'd love to get your questions. If you would like us to answer them, please send them along to magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com or you can call us. We love those voicemails. 828-333-7181. I'm doing it in a different way just in case maybe that's why if somebody was like, I don't want to call because I don't like the way she said that. <laughs> it was like two different people said it. Like mm-hmm. someone else oh, stepped in you. up to the microphone for the second mm, okay. one. Okay. We'll do a third one. 828-333-7181. Oh, that one was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That character. But you can also go to our website, magicmoneypodcast.com, and uh, click on the Ask a Question. Oh, yeah. And also, yeah. we would love if you would write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Write us a review. Click on those five stars. Yeah. At, on I Spotify, mean, you can now do five stars. we so appreciative of that. Yeah. And I know we say this every week. So try not to tune out our voices. Try to really hear us as we're saying, please. <laughs> Write us a review. <laughs> Try not to tune out our voices. Why would they be doing well, that? Well, like, oh, this is that part where they say that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Try no, like, really listen. We want, <laughs> we mean it. We would like you to review us, please. There could be an argument made that if somebody's listening to a podcast and trying to tune it out at the same time, they're not our best listener. They're not somebody that would want to leave a voice. Uh, I mean, but maybe just at this point right, right. where it's like, this is just that part. Right. Got it. I mean, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Well, so we can't wait for your questions next week, but this week we have our guest. Would you like oh, to Oh yeah, that's right. Casey Zabala is an artist, tarot reader, practicing witch, intuitive mystic, and the founder of Modern Witches Confluence. She is the author and illustrator of both Wanderer's Tarot, a feminist tarot deck for modern witches, and Weird Sisters Oracle, an oracle deck for connecting with one's personal magic. Casey has a symbolic and intuitive approach to her readings while incorporating elements of natural magic to her offerings. She believes that divination is a tool for personal empowerment and healing and hopes to empower 
others on their path of self-discovery. Casey writes about and teaches mystical workshops on tarot and divination, as well as spellcrafting, magical self-care, and witchcraft. Casey aims to guide individuals through their personal transformation with creativity and magic by teaching ancient tools to modern seekers while creating community along the way. Casey Zabala, welcome to the show. I'm so delighted to be here. Yes. So you have created this beautiful deck, the Wanderer's Tarot, which I have in front of me. Um, and, but, bef- well, I guess I would just like to know, I'm so curious about your whole process, um, which may, I feel, I hope that's not too wide a question, but like, what got you to creating, is this your first deck? Yes. Yeah. Wanderer's Tarot so- is my first deck. Yeah. So what brought you to that creation process? Yeah. So I made this deck back in, I have to think about time. <laughs> um, I, I actually sat, sat down and created this deck in 2014. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, I self-published it initially and now it's being oh. re-released with wiser books. Oh. So it's kind of getting this like new life now. Right. Um, but initially, I I didn't set out to make a deck that I wanted to share with the world. That wasn't really my goal. Mm. I had been creating artwork that was um, informed by the tarot for a long time, um, mixed media, sculpture, all different kinds of things. And I knew I wanted to create a deck eventually, but it wasn't until... Um, I was actually finishing my undergrad at the California Institute of Integral Studies in San Francisco Mm -hmm. that I had the opportunity to kind of pursue um, like a really focused project. Mm -hmm. And um, I sort of told my peers and my professors that I wanted to make a tarot deck and they said, great, let's do this. (laughs) And so I had three months to kind of sit down and dive in and create my own structure and, and do all the drawings. So, um, it was a very short focused, uh, creation process. Mm. And we should tell our listeners too, like, in case you don't know, this deck is very unique. So the artwork is, how would you describe the style of artwork or how do you describe it? So it's all hand-drawn and it's a black and white deck. Um, I'm very inspired by folk art. Um, Mm. and, it's, it's sort of, um, informed by this idea of like first thought, best thought, which is a writerly idea, but, um, I'm very much, uh, was channeling the illustrations and, um, most all of the cards, there's a few exceptions are all just first drawing, best drawing and move on. So, uh, that's, that's kind of the, the yeah. method behind it. Yeah. So it's, it, if you got, it, I mean, I recommend to our listeners to take a look online because it's not when you picture a tarot deck, it's really not what you're picturing. <laughs> it's very yeah. different. It's really unique. And it is, you do get this real mystical feeling like this is, she's tuning into something here with these creations. And it's, it's interesting because you can kind of feel it opening up a portal to something. So maybe that could be, um, a segue into talking about you, uh, how you think about the court cards, um, 
and the suits, because you mentioned that before we started that you, people ask about that and that you have a kind of a different view on that. Sure. Yeah. So, um, part of what I was reading and feeling into when I was making the tarot deck was a lot of feminist literature, uh, and particularly the work of Sylvia Federici, who's a scholar about the witch hunts. Mm. Um, and so I was really hoping to create a magical tool that was for witches um, and something that really spoke to maybe more femme types of wisdom. Mm. And so the court or the, the suits are um, tools that a witch might use in their practice. And for me, um, I sort of come from the lineage of like natural or elemental magic. So um, the suits are the moons for the cups. Um, we still have knives for the swords. Uh, feathers are the wands. And crystals or stones are the pentacles. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And on the, the, on the deck, um, the box, it has northwest, the, the northwest, east, south. So do you associate them with... Um, why don't I have words today? What are the elements? directions? Yeah. No directions. Like, yeah. Do you associate like the moon with the West? And yes. Yeah. And so then, the elements and the directions are associated for me. So when I mm-hmm. think of wands, I usually think of fire, but do mm-hmm. you have that reverse? You have the wands are air and then the uh, uh, knives are fire. So I do associate wands with fire. Um, oh, okay. But the feather is fiery. Yeah. And, the feather I mean, is fiery for me. It, it, that's interesting because in feng shui, anything that is an animal made from an animal or even something that is like faux leather or faux fur, that's the fire element in feng shui. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but feathers would qualify that. like a feather boa. If you think of a feather boa, it does feel fiery. It doesn't it feel fiery. airy. It feels like, like sparkly and yeah. you know, radiant. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, birds and feathers have always been sort of like an omen of some kind of affirmation that you're, you're on your path or, Mm. or you're close to your purpose. Your soul is close. Mm. Um, And that for me speaks very much to the journey of the wands suit. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. transformation. I mean, I'm thinking of the Phoenix in particular, the the fire bird. Um, And what about the, did you already say about the court cards? No. Yeah. So I haven't shared about the court cards. The court cards um, are interesting for me because I kind of wanted to disrupt the traditional hierarchy of the suits. Um, you know, the page, the queen, the king, the knight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're sort of these medieval archetypes that don't necessarily um, have too much meaning for us as modern folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also find that, you know, when we say, you know, the king or the queen, there's some sort of like uh, association with power, rulership, um, and ruling over others, which is not necessarily something I wanted to be involved in this deck. Mm. Um, So I tried to tune into the ways of wisdom that those archetypes have, um, more so than their like stature. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the court cards are, uh, the page is a philosopher. Um, the queen is a goddess. Mm-hmm. The king is a prophet. 
Mm. Um, and the knight is a wanderer. Oh, I love it. That is, I love that. So do you identify with the archetype of wanderer? Is that why it's called the wanderer's tarot? Do we maybe talk about that a little bit, the name? Sure. Yeah. I, I was really inspired by the archetype of the wanderer and as the knight. Mm -hmm. Um, so in traditional tarot symbolism, the knight being sort of on this quest, being a true seeker, being someone who's ever curious and, um, really wanting to sort of share their vision or their voice, their quest with others. Um, and so that's really what inspired this deck. And I think for me, it also relates to the fool archetype in the tarot, Mm -hmm. um, being on this quest. And so there's that energy of just always being on your path and always looking for answers and learning. Yeah. I read this thing that, um, the, uh, author, Lon Milo Duquette wrote, do you know who that is? He's a, mm-hmm. he, he writes about Kabbalah. He's a, a ceremonial magician, mm-hmm. very accomplished ceremonial magician. And he um, wrote something. There's some quote that I, I liked. I can't quote it verbatim, but it was about how all the cards in the tarot are contained within the fool. Like the fool mm. contains all mm. potential and all possibility. And that's why it's the zero. Mm. Like one is the manifestation, but zero is like everything. It's just that open space mm. that everything else arises in, in the tarot. I love that so much. And then I like how you think of the knights as being like the, uh, of course the fool is a wanderer, but then the knights is being maybe like, kind of like us, like we're manifest, we're, we're part of everything, but we are these like manifest beings that have some kind of finite, you know, differentiated experience in the world, which I feel like that's kind of the way that I think of the tarot is this language to be like, here's the infinite. And then here's these different ways it shows up when we're here in this space of time and, you know, limitation. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think centering on the fool is important for folks. I think, um, there can be a lot of misconceptions about the fool, but it is this very, very spiritual entity. Right. Yeah. If you don't know about the fool, then it can be like, you would assume not a great card to get, (laughs) (laughs) but it actually is usually. So your background, did you like, were you raised with Tara, like with witchy stuff or what is your background around that? So I was raised in a Catholic household oh. um, and going to church and all of that, but mm. it never uh, made sense to me. Like mm-hmm. there was definitely just a, a spiritual block for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was gifted a deck of tarot cards when I was 13, um, which totally changed my life and mm. set me down this path really. Mm-hmm. So the school that you mentioned, was that, is that an art school? Like, is it for, um, they have an art program, but it's, it's, it's sort of an alternative school. Um, they have mostly graduate programs. I'm actually in their graduate, a graduate program there right now. Um, and it was started by, um, Alan Watt in the seventies and it's, it's this very spiritual leaning place. Um, so there was a lot of opportunity to kind of design your own path. 
Yeah. I loved that. That that reminds me of Naropa in Boulder. Are they compared? Uh, Yes. I actually went to Naropa as well. Oh, interesting. What did you go there for? Um, I was in their creative writing program. I didn't graduate from there, but I did a year in the creative Mm -hmm. writing program. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to keep going. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, the community was challenging for me. Mm. Um, I really needed something that was a little bit more social justice focused. Mm. Mm. So are you, what are you doing now? Are you, is that more, um, well, just, yeah, I'm curious what you're doing. (laughs) So uh, I'm in the, uh, philosophy, cosmology and consciousness program at CIIS. So, um, that's taking up a lot of my time and, mm-hmm. um, in conjunction with that, I'm also running modern witches, which is a community of magical folks, witches, mystics, oh. and we run, um, large scale events and, oh, wow. um, yeah, that's a big part of what I do. So yeah. what, are you able to do that with COVID? Or is it like online? Yeah. So we transitioned from big in-person events to online events. I was going to ask you about that because in your bio, you said you are a co-founder of Modern Witches Confluence. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah, so it is an organization that's an educational organization that provides avenues for witches of diverse pathways to kind of come together and learn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it started out as an annual sort of symposium where we'd host workshops and a big craft fair um, in San Francisco. Um, and now we are hosting our large events online, which has been a journey, um, as well as we host just seasonal programming. Um, we have a membership coven of folks who, um, get together and go to some amazing talks and workshops and yeah, just talk about magic and witchcraft all the time. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So I have another question. So you are in, do you mind if we talk about that? You're in Shasta in Mount Sure. Shasta? Because yeah. I haven't been there, but I have heard that it is so magical and mystical. And as yeah. we're talking to you, I feel like I'm picking up on that. Like this real magical, <laughs> mystical vibration there. Do you, is that why you're there? Like, do you sense that? Yes. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. So I, um, I moved here in October. No, not October. Um, July of 2020. So um, moved out of the Bay Area, and my I had family that was already here, and mm-hmm. it's been a place that I've been kind of visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so Mount Chasta is known as like the root chakra of the world, and oh. I um, have my Pluto line. If you're familiar with astrocartography, is running through Mount Chasta. So. Um, Wow. It's been a place that's kind of called me to do a lot of deep transformative work. Um, can you and- talk well, before you go on? Well, or maybe we can come back to astrocartography. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is this really magical place. I think, um, where you come here and you either, intensity of the energy or it's really challenging um and I've had both experiences when I visited there have been times that it just was like overwhelming Mm -hmm. um but it definitely kind of forces you to to tune in in -hmm. a different way I feel like that's true like Asheville is supposedly in a vortex also I don't know if Manchester is but they say it's a vortex and I feel like it 
spits people out. Like, like <laughs> it's really, truly, it feels like that. And I've heard, I've said that before to people and they're like, yes, I feel that it's just like all of a sudden people just like, like they can't. And that's not to say like, there's something wrong with them. It's just a certain kind, like if you're not aligned with the particular energy of it, it's like, you can't stay here. Totally. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that of this place too. So. Really? I'm just feeling like the quiet there, like while we're talking yeah. to you, like <laughs> silence and then that sparkly sunlight. I mean, just this, like, oh, this sense of place of, it just feels really powerful to me. I, I should visit for sure. You got to visit. Yeah. yeah. I did a meditation once where I was imagining I was there and I met a dragon in a cave and it mm-hmm. was great. Like that makes do. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of caves uh, here. <laughs> also, I wonder if it's like here where, especially when we first moved here, it felt like time it's kind of actually like COVID time a little bit like we'd be driving for like 10 minutes and we'd be like it feels like we've been in this car for an hour and a half just like to get to the after a while now I've been here seven and a half years almost so it feels I think I'm used to it Mm. but I remember and it was so weird because we moved from LA where really everything did take a long time so I was like this should feel like nothing but it feels like you know the Grand Canyon I lived at the Grand Canyon for a while and that had the time thing where it was like Uh, what when did that happen was it last month (laughs) was it six months ago like it was impossible to know (laughs) although I was also on a lot of drugs so there's also (laughs) was that at that time of my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah living Um, in the Grand Canyon wow it was fun it was on the edge I worked in the at the for the national park Amazing. Oh, it was really fun. You didn't know that, Natasha? I feel like I forgot. I was like I 20 years old. Oh, okay. But it's a good time to do it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so are you like, do you how do you know about astrocartography? Like, is that something you're well versed in enough that you feel comfortable talking about it? Or I'm not totally well versed in astrocartography. A friend of mine did my astrocartography uh, for me. Um but it's definitely something that really resonates. And I've noticed, um, I've just talked to friends of mine who are interested in astrology, who, when they do it, they're like living in this really, um, this incredible zone where like their planetary alignments match up with the energy of the place. Um, I think you can look at it on a map. Like if you put Mm -hmm. it somewhere, you can just put it in and you can see, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on it. It's like numerology for me at this point, because yeah. I think I, maybe I did something <laughs> like one thing like, Oh, here's your astrocartography chart. Like maybe someone did it or I put it in or something. And it was, I was like, I mean, so that doesn't mean anything. Like maybe it wasn't, <laughs> totally. it just wasn't but that, that at this point in my experience, I'm not sure. Well, maybe we should talk to someone who knows about it so we can have an informed and I'll be like, Convince me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put you in touch with my friend. They're amazing. <laughs> okay. I would yeah. definitely like to. Yeah. Yeah. No. And maybe like, maybe they would want to do our charts and we could talk about that. Um, yeah. I'm sure they would love to talk to someone who's like, convince me. Right. Yeah. No, I won't be like that. <laughs> I, I will be more polite. I'll keep a lid on it. Although now our listeners will know that that's what's happening. <laughs> we'll do it in private. um so will you Casey tell our listeners we actually already know this because we talked about it before but will you tell our listeners your sun moon and rising 
Sure. So I'm a Leo sun, Aquarius moon and Taurus rising. So that's got all, well, not all of them, but am, that's balanced. I'm just it's realizing fixed. that you were born oh, yeah. on a full moon, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You when got, you just imagine that. Well, no, I mean, because her sun and her moon are. Oh, right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right. I thought yeah, you were give away. I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Do you feel aligned with the full moon when it's happening? Because Tess was born in Mercury retrograde and she likes Mercury. I kind of like it. Yeah. Oh, I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm a born on a full moon eclipse. So, um, wow. Yeah. Eclipses are really intense for me. Like no matter what sign the eclipse is happening in, there's always some kind of thing that happens for me that's uh significant Mm -hmm. and full moons are intense for me like I don't necessarily love them um yeah I think it's just because it's it's just a lot of a lot more information and emotion to run Mm -hmm. um so oh that's yeah that's my experience so um in your bio also you mentioned that you teach tarot and divination oh, and maybe cool. you could tell our listeners like our listeners who are learning tarot and learning to tune into their intuition like what advice might you give them when they're getting started Totally yeah um my number one piece of advice for someone who wants to learn tarot is to get really intimate with the major arcana Mm. Um, so just like having it, like if you can lay it out on a table and like kind of keep it there and just be present with the archetypes, um, learn those cards really well first, you can even just read with the majors, Mm. um, which is a practice that some tarot folks do. Um, Mm. but that will give you sort of like the philosophical understanding of what the deck of cards really is. Um, and you'll see echoes of the major arcana in the minor arcana, which is a really helpful learning tool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my biggest piece of advice. Okay. I'm wondering since you, I mean, I love what you did with your deck, aligning the court cards with wisdom and people should just get your deck. But I'm also wondering if there's other decks, are you inspired by any other decks that are kind of maybe turning things on? it's head like yours is? Yeah. Um, I would say that my deck in particular is really inspired by the Marseille style decks, which, um, are the older, more traditional tarot decks, Mm -hmm. um, which a a lot of us aren't familiar with because, you know, when the Rider Waite deck came out, that kind of set the standard for these like more narrative, uh, minor arcana cards mm-hmm. which are fantastic and I I love the writer white dick and I mm-hmm. teach with it pretty consistently oh, um but I would say um other decks that I'm really uh inspired by of late would be the moon be- baby magic tarot are you familiar mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. um it's by my friend Angela Mary Magic they're fantastic oh. Oh. um and it has this really beautiful feature of having moon phases on every card so oh, there's cool. like this added layer of lunar wisdom on the deck awesome. um yeah and that's moon baby tarot yeah moon bb magic oh moon baby like magic cute yes 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's very not to make you, I, I hope that wasn't, I didn't mean to be rude and like, have you talked no. about other decks? I was just thinking about people that were starting out that maybe, um, cause I, do you, maybe this is wrong, but do you feel like your deck is maybe more advanced or like, I guess you can tune into it with your intuition regardless, but if you're like trying to address it to the traditional tarot then maybe it's for more like intermediate or advanced, you know, people that are less familiar. Yeah. I think that, um, I would say it does depend like on your level of comfort with your intuition, Mm -hmm. uh, because the goal, the goal of the deck is to really get people to use their intuition and not rely on Mm -hmm. sort of like the little white book as much. Yeah. Um, And my hope is that just using the deck can sort of foster your own intuitive correlations. And that would Mm -hmm. be um, beautiful. So I would say it is more intermediate. Um, I do have a guidebook that um, I'm currently editing and it's going to be released again. That is, is really helpful for folks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause the one here is more just like explains, um, in little like words just mm-hmm. it's very as opposed basic. to <laughs> I meant like it's a, this a series of words not <laughs> sentence <laughs> yes it's a keyword situation yes oh keyword. I see I see thank okay. you thank mm-hmm. you oh, oh okay. boy my brain all is not on all the way online <laughs> Um, anyway, um, yeah, so we are so excited to have talked to you today, Casey, and everyone should definitely, I mean, I love the sec. I also love how it feels. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird thing to say, but not um, here, not in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a safe space for magical people. It is really, it definitely does like, um, I don't know. Like I feel it. Like it definitely hits my intuition. Like when I'm it. Yeah. It gives me feelings. <laughs> I'm so hopefully, glad. So hopefully the rest of the podcast will be a little more, I'll be more articulate, <laughs> but you're usually, not. We usually do our interview after we warm up by doing our other, but we haven't done that yet. So this is our first <laughs> no, thing of the great. day. You've been so, awesome. Well, thank but, you so much. It's so a yeah. tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. Yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at wanderers tarot. Um, I'm teaching a tarot for lovers workshop coming up Ooh. on February 16th. Um, I don't know if this will be aired by then, but yeah, maybe. it will. Um, yeah. uh, so that'll be really fun. We're going to talk about the archetype of the lovers, which is the archetype for 2022. Mm. And you'll leave with a bunch of spreads to use for your personal journey through the year. Oh, um, nice. Actually, I hate to get at this last minute, but can you tell us I'll just, I don't know, kind of briefly what the lovers for the year. Yeah. Means? Why is like, that the archetype this year? I'm so curious. Well, every sure. year. Okay, you tell yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> every year in numerology, you can um, sort of add up the digits in the, the uh, year. And so two plus two plus two plus zero is six. So 2022 is resonating at the frequency of six, which is the lovers in the tarot. Okay. And they're also all those twos. I mean, all the twos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and two is kind of a number that really relates to uh, partnership, Mm -hmm. um, choice, polarity. 
And so the lovers also resonates at that frequency on some level. It's very much about uh, how you show up in relationship, not only with other people, but with yourself um, and the choices you're making that actually make your heart sing or, mm. you know, are, mm -hmm. are furthering your alignment um, with your soul. It oh. feels like a nice card for the year. Was yeah, it last year? Yeah, it is. Last year was last year the Hierophant. Are they oh, ever? It was, yeah. Oh, is a Hierophant. Yeah, okay. Hierophant. The last year before that, I think was the was Emperor. ever. Okay. Yeah, it feels like a nice one to go into. Anyway, so and what about your um the your group? What's yeah, group? so you can also follow us at um Witches Confluence okay. on Instagram, modernwitches.org. Uh, we have so many amazing workshops coming up. If you're interested in all things magic and witchcraft, uh, join us there. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Casey. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Okie dokie. We hope you liked that. I feel like I just sounded like a grandmother. Okie dokie, <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, yeah, we hope you like that. Our deck is beautiful. I'll be picking from it later in the podcast. But now it's time for the energy report. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted in the middle of that, I wanted to go somewhere new. And I didn't like where it took us, but here we are. <laughs> I feel like you were like suddenly like a songbird showed up. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So the energy report this week, um, sorry, the energy report this week, in case it's not clear, the energy report is when I feel into the energy for the week ahead. I add a little astrology if I feel it. Um, as well as just trends I'm noticing from other, from my clients. Because um, oftentimes, I guess this isn't a surprise, the week before informs the week ahead, <clears throat> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really mm -hmm. is like a flow. Like sometimes it is, feels like a repetition, but it's actually just like, it is a continuation of that week. Currents yeah. of energy. And they aren't, it's not like one weekends and then that current is gone. Right. It's just, yeah. you know, it's not how it works. Thank you. Great point. <laughs> anyway, um, so this week though is pretty, I don't know, it was interesting. I was kind of surprised when I tuned into it and then I remembered, oh, right, Aquarius season started. It's my birthday, Saturday. Um, so any hoosers, what I noticed, maybe that's why I'm feeling this way, because I'm in Aquarius season, my season. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first thing I felt was like my crown, I felt my crown chakra. And then it was like, almost not in a negative way, an electrical storm. Like it was like boom, 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 like electricity. <laughs> you're like you're reminding me of Madeline Kahn and Clue. <laughs> the flames coming out of the side of my head. Oh my gosh! You know what I did? Comedy people did tell me I reminded them of Madeline Kahn, which is such oh, a compliment. Oh my gosh! Totally oh, the best. Anyway, um, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story that when I went to see Clue, by the way, in person, it was the first time I'd ever been out um, after having smoked weed and like oh. in public. And I 
was laughing so hard and I couldn't even begin to think about how to order a ticket. Oh, and so before you even got inside. Oh, yeah. It was like, there is no way <laughs> I'm going to be able to order this ticket. <laughs> and I said to my friend, I was like, you're going to have to do it. And she goes, she put the money down. She goes, Clue, we both want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did tell the story. <laughs> oh, my God. She did great. Oh. That works. I obviously still remember it. I could not stop laughing. And clearly, I don't even know how many years later that is because I'm not going to do that math quickly. But wow, that was funny. That okay. must have been fun. I don't even remember the movie. The movie is gone from me. But that ordering the ticket again that I remember. If you don't remember it. Oh yeah, I guess I should. It's an excellent film. All right. Anyway, so this is what I see. Okay. (laughs) See like (laughs) lightning. It's not lightning, but it. (laughs) Nobody's gonna have any faith in my energy reports from here on out. (laughs) Here's what I see. Lightning. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to it. That's, there you have it, folks. Ooh, wow. The energy report wow. is lightning. Listen, if you want a more coherent version of this, you can read about it in Mind Body Green because I have to write it. <laughs> and, and I'm better communicating and writing. About the, I need to know more okay. about this lightning. I'm not going to stop. Okay. So <laughs> I'm seeing from my crown chakra. Up into, you know, source or, you know, the higher realms of light. I'm seeing this light coming down from there in a way with a lot of electricity and a lot of, like, ideas. But but it is a mm. bit chaotic. <coughs> and And it's not even that the energy is chaotic, but it does feel like translating that into the human body feel that's where it's like that feels a little chaotic you know it's the energy itself doesn't feel chaotic I want to take that back actually the energy itself feels very vibrant and electrical um Mm -hmm. it reminds me I have to cough (coughs) you know it reminds me like they say Aquarius is genius or madness have you heard that before no. And they say that oh, about Aquarius. That. And that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like, whoa, a big burst of energy that depending on how, like it could feel, not like it would feel like madness, but it'll just feel like, okay, I have no idea what to do with this. It's too like oh. electrical and like there's, I, I don't know how to integrate this. Or it could, but I think really it can feel like more information about, um, well, I mean, I think it's going to be very personal for everybody. It's like shedding a light, but with <laughs> but with intelligent information, like like real like this is oh, this is how I want to show up in the world. These are ideas that I want to put forth into the world. These are ideas I mean, that I, I want to put out there. What? I feel like I feel this already. Yeah, I do. But again, and I, but I like it. Yeah, because oh, I good. think I kind of if it is kind of like shock therapy, I feel yeah. like I kind of needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Uranus had something had something to do with this. Uh-huh. But it is um, one thing that I am seeing about it is as it comes in, um, to it is important to ground it through the body so two things I want to say is one I think it would be really good if you don't have a journal practice still gosh I'm 
really into journaling now. I nev- I haven't been because I'm like, oh, I'm doing so many things. I don't want to do that. But I'm finding so much information when I actually write things out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the stuff that I, I think in my head, I... I understand when I when I put it on paper, it's like, oh, there's more there than I realized. Right. And I think this is especially true this week that a lot of information is coming through. So as you I think it would just be helpful to journal it out or like write down your ideas, get it out. Also, maybe move your body and find ways to ground if you are feeling maybe anxious or like that there's like, you know, a lot coming through. Whether or not you consciously are understanding that as being this energy coming through. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you may just mm-hmm. be feeling like, oh. Um, and one thing that did come to me was doing a mini meditation where you can see the light coming from above and it may look electrical to you. And a lot, just imagining it coming through your whole body slowly and then down into the earth so that it is just like an electric cord has to be grounded this will be helpful if it's grounded you know what I mean electricity has to be grounded Mm -hmm. so this energy also will be really helpful if you can imagine that your grounding cord which goes from the base of your spine to the center of the earth the energy going through your whole body and then down the cord and grounding and plugging into the earth Maybe that's why I like actually now that you're talking about this, I did do the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram a number of times within the last week because it just felt right. And I think I wonder if that's why I'm like, I like it because I just like consciously was channeling and grounding and bringing it in and directing it. Yes, I think something like that would be super helpful this week. Um, Yeah, that, that would be really helpful. Any kind of grounding meditations that you like. Um, would be really help, especially that one, and also the Merk. I like to do the Merkaba. Um, mm-hmm. so if you have something like that, that's maybe even a little more extensive than you would normally do. That because you're like taking that all that light, that yes. uh, electricity, and yes. you're structuring it, and you're grounding it, you're anchoring yourself in it. Exactly. So the more, if you can do, just even say this week something a little more extensive than you usually do, if you have time. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, just maybe do what I said about bringing it through your body. That 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 can be fast. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's what I got for you after all that. Loved it. Okay, right. so now it's time for Practical Magic. So, um, <clears throat> so this week I am still continuing with my Mercury Retrograde Challenge. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of you are joining me with this. Um, actually, since I've been doing these, offering these, I have kind of like riffed on them. So I have, I do tune in when I write it, like mm. what is appropriate for the moon sign in the day. But then when it comes to it for me, I'm like, okay, this is what it says to do for Merc- the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. But I also feel like doing this like purge of my old Instagram posts or my old, right. I don't know, just I, something along the lines of consciously working with this restructuring energy that is related to communication um, and commerce, that's Mercury. But any way that you can clear, um, this week actually... We have on Monday, actually today is the Nash is National Compliment Day, which is oh, actually really a thing. I like it. <laughs> so 
that's on um, in the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. It's to compliment, honestly compliment three people today. This week, I feel like it is continuing with the restructuring theme of just kind of like moving the energy around. That That's what I feel like works the best for me during Mercury Retrograde is not just sitting around waiting and fearing that Mercury ret- Mercury retrograde is going to cause some kind of challenge, but kind of like how can I move in there and actually restructure things also myself? So um, so that's like a way of kind of going out of your comfort zone. Like how can mm-hmm. I compliment three people in an honest way? Maybe some of them you know, some of them you don't know, but looking for ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, – Tuesday tomorrow is un unfriend people. <laughs> that's oh. my, that's the oh. Mercury retrograde challenge is to go and look and like maybe there's people you don't know who you're friends with on social mm. media or you kind of know or you maybe you thought you would get to know them better but then you moved away or maybe so fuck those you know people. they were <laughs> What's that? I said, fuck those people. <laughs> I mean just maybe they it doesn't match for yeah, you to have them kidding. on your social media. Mm-hmm. I mean you could keep them if you want but but maybe there's people who weren't really your friends in high school and sort of aren't really your friends now. And you're like, you realize why. And maybe you do want to be friends mm-hmm. with them. But just it's just like getting clear about who do I really want to be connected to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to completely delete mm-hmm. your Facebook mm-hmm. or your Instagram or your Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's great. That would be a great idea if you feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday is to channel your envy. Mm. So the moon is in Scorpio on Wednesday, oh, which is yeah. a real jealous sign. And so and when you look at who are you jealous of, who do you envy, that gives you a lot of information of like, what do you not embody? Yeah. What part of you could you embrace more? Mm-hmm. What do you want to like bring more into your life? Like how we, it really revealed a lot when Natasha and I were once again talking about how I feel jealous and resentful of Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were jealous. I thought you just didn't like him. Uh, it's jealous. Oh, it I mean, is. It, it, is wow. it is with Neil deGrasse Tyson and also um, Neil Gaiman, that, those three guys. It is. It's like. Oh, you're just you just think you're so great. You just think everybody loves you. I could just see that on your face that you think everybody loves you. And yeah, of course I would like to have that feeling. Oh, you're jealous. I didn't know that. That's great information. It's it's resentment. But yeah, I guess it's jealousy and envy too. But anyway, so with that, that did reveal like what if I didn't think that people were wrong when they liked my mm-hmm. stuff. That's how we got to that. Remember when we were having yeah, that it was conversation? Surreal. It's been a whole journey, this whole thing. I feel like there's been so many steps to this for you. <laughs> I mean, I love it. it. But it really, like when Natasha said she was reading Dave Grohl's book, man, that really <laughs> triggered me. That made me angry. And then I looked it up and it was a bestseller. I was just like, what? Oh my God, it made you angry. And I really like it. I love Dave Grohl. <laughs> Which is fine, but for some reason it made me very angry. But anyway, so if it makes you feel better, I do think he's aging in a strange way that is less attractive. Well, I I would like to not (laughs) have that make me feel better as much as it does. So, (laughs) (laughs) so then on Thursday, do the Mercury retrograde challenge is to do something differently. It could be a little thing, like just slightly. 
doing your hair differently or mm. taking a different route to work. Mm. Or you could maybe rethink an entire structure that you just do every day. Like, what if I did this in a different mm. way? What if I renamed this? Or what if I, you know, just approached this totally differently? What if I so adopted that's... a cat? Yeah, For totally. instance. <clears throat> yeah, what if I got a guitar and learned how to play it? Or adopted a cat. <laughs> Or both. <laughs> um, okay, so then Friday is to eat something different. Oh, so getting out of your delicious. food rut, maybe make a new meal or go somewhere you've never been. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, cleanse your space. Saturday, Venus goes direct, everybody. Oh, yeah. So that's my that's birthday. Really... Saturday. Oh, yay. Enjoy and Natasha's so... birthday. Woohoo. And, uh, yeah, and cleanse your space. So just kind of reset on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday, clear paper clutter. Mm. So go through, shred, recycle. It's a good thing go to do. Go through your files. This is the kind of thing I like to do. Mm -hmm. You love it. You love I it. I love it. All right. Okay. Well, thank so you. I love it. So magic for this week. And then, oh, and I also want to add... Yeah, just reiterate, if you do feel like doing the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram or the Merkaba meditation or something like that, like, mm -hmm. I mean, every day I do always recommend some kind of grounding, mm -hmm. connecting to spirit, shielding yourself in light. But this week, after the energy report, I thought maybe we could add that on to practical magic yeah. just to reiterate. And um, you can find, like, uh, maybe you'll put it in the show notes, Christopher Pensax Merkaba. Mm -hmm. I will. And the Lesser Banishing Ritual. Okay. Um, okay. So before we pick our cards for the week, um, you can, you know, I'll just say, yeah, you can find the energy report on Mind Body Green. You can't leave a comment on there, but maybe it's nice to go over there and look at it. Um, you can find me at heistlighthealing.com. Um, I'm, I've been excitedly, I've just had a lot of inspiration to add some new stuff. So it's not up there yet, but I've been writing a lot of different things. So I'm excited about that. And you can schedule a session on there. There's classes, etc. I'm also probably going to be opening <laughs> up my energy healing class, um, just as for anybody to take it at any time. So, and then on Instagram, you can find me at High Slight Healing. Follow me over there, why don't you? You know? Yeah, you totally should. And you can find us, and we've already said it, but we also haven't said Magic Money Podcast listeners is a little group over there. Real cute. And Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast on ye old Insty. And you can find me at testwhitehurst.com. That's where you can also find the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, at Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And oh, I have another imposter today on Instagram. So Ugh. just remember, if anyone ever follows you and then DMs you and wants you to give them your credit card info for a reading, like, you that's know, someone like me yeah. or another spiritual author or reader, that's not them. That is a an imposter and it's a very bad problem right now. So be aware. Yeah, I put that in my stories today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm grateful but surprised it hasn't happened to me yet. Um, Okie dokeskies. So I 
am drawing from the Wanderer's Tarot. And I am drawing from Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Who wrote that? that? I co-wrote. I did. Oh, you did that. Yep. And I drew Devote this week. Ooh, what's that all about? So I'm just going to read the until I feel like stopping. So Hmm. true devotion means following the flow of love for love's sake. Mm. Divine love is the purest, strongest, and most potent substance in the universe. When you direct devotional love toward the divine, infinite love comes right back at you, flooding your energy field and illuminating your heart. Remember, devotion is the simple but profound act of letting go into the energy of love. Surrender and give yourself fully to love. Let it lift you and carry you along like a fallen leaf in a clear rushing stream. You know, I feel like this is a part, like she's in the picture. Mm -hmm. There's kind of lightning in this picture. So it's like lightning and she's holding a, a heart of light and she's moving toward the light in a boat. Yeah. And, um... I do feel like it. if we remember that devotion, like we're bringing in this energy of love and light, like universal love, and we channel it back out to the world, to the universe, to the infinite, that is another way to kind of anchor in if there's a lot of excess energy coming in right now. Yeah, to be centered on the heart chakra, is that what you mean? Like to think of yeah, love. Yeah, I guess that would be a way to think of it. Yeah, to, to bring in that light and then to send it back out and to feel it coming back at you. Like deep breathing, mm. conscious breathing mm-hmm. and awareness of just like letting that in and then also letting it out, like radiating it and receiving yes. it. Yes, definitely letting it out too. Well, it's interesting because I picked the devil reversed. But what's interesting about this is if we'll remember, Casey said like she it's – like really about trusting your intuition. And the center of her card is a star, which is the symbol oh. of Aquarius. And oh, right. when I looked, when I actually picked up the deck and I looked at the bottom card, it was the star, it was Aquarius. Um, and it was, I mean, well, it was the star card, I'm sorry, which again, is this Aquarius. And it had the star like beaming down through her. And I feel like in this card, what it is, is, I mean, because it's reversed, the main focus that I'm picking up on here is the star. And there's a hand that's going up receiving and a hand going down releasing Mm. it. Just kind of exactly what you were just talking about. Right. And then also it does, the picture reminds me of the lesser banishing. Yes, that's true. Like a grounding. So even though like I could think, oh, what does the devil card traditionally mean? It's often about release. Well, it's it's true. It's about releasing addiction and, and, or it can be addiction card and like kind of what's tormenting you and, you know, releasing that and getting information about that when you said, do you, anyway, so this is also part of it, I think, actually, the the information coming through, it's like, okay, what is serving me? What isn't serving me? There's, a, there's just so much information in this electricity that's about that. That's about, okay, what are you putting out in the world? What don't you want to put out in the world? Can Releasing that, too. Yeah. Um, and I just love the hand, like up and down in this picture because again it's just really feels to me it's a, like about receiving that and grounding it out like taking it in for sure and then grounding it through yeah 
so that's what we got. Okay. Well, this has been great. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> yeah. You said it. Have a great week. Bye. You're so great. You just think everybody loves you. I could just see that on your face.